Brilliant. Well, good morning. It's lovely to see you, those of you here this morning in the flesh. And um, isn't it great to be here in a sort of all together in the in same room again together. And um, hi, particularly to those of you at home uh, watching. I hope you feel part of this today. Uh, it's really great you can join us as well. Um, just to say that um, hopefully we've got all the sort of technology working okay, particularly for those of you at home. Um, we've got a few little blips and stuff this morning, so just please bear with us. If we have a few sort of problems today, hopefully we'll get them all resolved over the next couple of weeks when we're here again in a couple of weeks' time. Brilliant. A few quick bits of housekeeping. Uh, sorry to those of you watching online. Um, just to say that if you need to use the loos, can you use the ones downstairs, please, really? So nobody really should go into that part of the building unless you've got children um, and all your children are going to their groups. Um, if you, are, if you are a youngster and you want to go to uh, your church, you can go now. Um, Mum or Dad or whoever's with, with you today can take you. That's great. And, um, but we will keep your chairs in here. If you need to come back and be with Mum or Dad, that's perfectly fine as well. Um, we'll have a picnic afterwards. Um, you should know where your bubbles are for the groups afterwards. We'll see how things go in terms of the weather. Um, Amy and was going to be in charge of the picnic today, but woke up this morning and uh, little Jonah had a temperature. So, oh, uh, first temperature he ever, ever had, and it happens to be today. So, um, so they're not with us. So, hope you're okay, Jonah, and you're feeling all right at home. Um, brilliant. Okay, okay I, think, I, think, so I think that's it in terms of housekeeping. Um, just, just one other thing as well. We had hoped to get the projector working today. But, but for one, one reason or another, I'm afraid we haven't been able to get that going today. So projector won't be working. So I hope that if you don't know the words, then just go for it anyway. Just, we're here to not sing songs. We're here to worship Jesus, aren't we? And we can do that as best we can. So sorry we won't have words up on the screen. But we'll go. Um, and we'll go for it anyway this morning. So brilliant. Lovely to be with you. Um, lovely to be here today. Shall we just pray? And then um, we'll get cracking. Brilliant. Lord Jesus, we think you're amazing. We love you, God, and we think that uh, you are the one, Lord, who, who breathes life into our souls and gives us that sense of purpose in life. And so this morning, Lord, I know this is not usual, but Lord, it is good to be together. And so I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, that in all we do, that Lord, we'll have a sense of you, your presence, and your purpose with us. Lord, that there will be a sense of connection, Lord, between those of us that are here in the room and those, Lord, that are home watching, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we all have a sense that today we love you a little bit more and we are able to follow you a little bit more passion by the time we finish together this morning. We love you, God. Okay, okay, I'm just going to read, read a little poem. poem. And then we're going to hand over to the worship team and they're going to lead us in worship this morning. But I just heard this um, on a stream this week and I just thought it's like a prayer, it's like a poem and a prayer at the same time. So let's just let this be a prayer together. You know, to be together after nearly 18 months, I know we had Easter Sunday um, and that was great, but you know, in terms of our journey back, you know, uh, I guess today is going to be very much about reflection and it's also going to be about a sense of feeling like we're finding our new norm for a little while. Uh, and I just thought that this somehow or another captured the moment. So let it be a prayer or just let the words sink in. When the storm has passed and the roads are tamed and we are the survivors of a collective shipwreck, with tearful heart and our destiny blessed, we feel joy simply for being alive. 
and we'll give a hug to the first stranger and praise our good luck that we kept a friend. And then we'll remember all that we lost and finally learn everything we never learned. And we'll envy no one for all of us have suffered and we'll, learn not be, and we'll not be idle but more compassionate. We'll value more what belongs to all than what we earned. We'll be more generous and much more committed. We'll understand how fragile it is to be alive with sweet, with sweet empathy for those still with us and those who are gone. We'll miss the old man who asked for a buck in the market, whose name we never knew, who was always at your side. And maybe the poor old man was your God in disguise, but you never asked his name because you never had the time. And all will become a miracle, and all will become a legacy, and we'll respect the life, the life we have gained. When the storm passes, I ask you, Lord, in shame, that you return us better as you once dreamed us. So as we worship together this morning, just remember we're not allowed to sing out loud yet. Hopefully it's a little bit of a bugbear than it. See the football fans up there on the terraces going for it. And we can't sing, but hopefully soon we'll kick to the rules. But we can engage with this God who gives us life, can't we? Feel free to stand or to sit or lift your hands or do anything else. Just don't sing out loud.
thank you that we can know your presence whether we're at home, worshiping online, or whether we're here in the building together this morning. God, I thank you that you are ever present. And so this morning, God, we choose to worship you. We choose to ignore COVID and all of these things that might have held us back. And we choose you, God. We choose to recognize the promises that you've given us. We choose to remember that you are faithful and that you love us.
Thank you, Lord, that your faithfulness is something that we can hold on to. Thank you, Lord, that your faithfulness is a static point for us. Lord, when sometimes we may even doubt it, it's something that we can return to. Thank you that your faithfulness, Lord, gives us hope and expectation. We love you, Lord, I just pray as we think some thoughts together now as well, that, Lord, you would speak into our souls, that, Holy Spirit, it will be you speaking to us. Lord, the things that are from me, let fall on one side, and let the things that are from you burn in our hearts. Challenge us and change us and help us to be more like you, Jesus. We love you, God. Thank you, Amen. Great. Thank you, guys. Brilliant. It's, it's so frustrating, isn't it, not seeing. <laughs> I'm sitting, I actually slipped. slipped. Forgive me, okay? So, you know, you've got to forgive me, because Jesus said you have to. All right, so it's in the Bible. Um, but, yeah, I was waiting there, sort of thinking, it's frustrating, isn't it? But uh, it's good to just um, do we ever worship God together. And um, <clears throat> I'm actually, Matt just sent me a text. And spell check is a really great thing, isn't it, you know, because he sent me this text and told me that I need to move to, well, what he meant to say was you need to move to the left slightly, you could just slightly off camera. But actually what he put was you need to love to the left <laughs> a little bit more. So I'm going to love to the left. Okay, I love you guys. All right. And um, yeah, brilliant. Okay, so hopefully that's enough now. I'm moving it over. And, you know, it's, it's my birthday today as well. Oh, yeah. And it's Nicola's birthday as well. And I know she's not here, Gladys's birthday. And Karis's birthday. <laughs> so a lot of people were born on this day, so it's a good day. But the advantage really is, is that you can't sing happy birthday to me today, can you? <laughs> so go away with it. Right, brilliant. You're not allowed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's right Alan don't worry mate that's great brilliant okay and you have the advantage of not having a projector you're going to be relieved here actually maybe God in his mercy has decided this um, because I was going to show some slides you know it's been 18 months it's been 18 months now isn't it you know and, and um, it feels really weird to be talking to real people I have to say that to you you know um, normally I'm behind the screen and you know I don't have to pay quite so much attention to what I'm wearing, you know, um, <laughs> completely. So, so I was going to show you some, you know, behind the shot scenes where, you know, it's all right what you're wearing on top, it doesn't really matter what you're wearing down below. So, <laughs> so you've been spared that as well, really. But um, great. And I'm glad that you all chose to not come in what you're normally wearing on a Sunday morning, which I'm guessing at least. The majority would be the pyjamas. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have a, a onesie Sunday at some point, eh? just to remember old times. Brilliant. Okay, great. So 
yeah, he's been 18 months, hey? And, um, yeah, where did we talk about this morning? And what do we think about? And, um, you know, we've all lived this journey together, haven't we? And um, we've all sort of walked through it. Some of us, it's been okay. Some of us, it's sort of like just, an, it's been annoying. And we're just thinking, oh, what's the fuss about? I just want to get on with it. Some others, you know, we've, it's been really traumatic. And, um, and, you know, as part of our journey forward, we just want to remember people in those different spaces, don't we? And think of those that it's been not so great for as well at some point today. But, um, but I want to just, if you like, just dance around three questions, if that's all right, this morning. Just three groups of questions, perhaps, that, that maybe can just sort of help us to think about um, this last year, this last 18 months. And I guess the first two I'm just going to just mention very briefly and then spend a little while thinking about the third one, if, if that's okay with you. And really they are just thoughts and questions for you to just chew over, have a think about, and just let them be ticking away in the back of your mind as you process coming out the other side. You know, we're talking at the moment about coming out the other side of COVID, aren't we? But that's not a global statement. You know, other places around the world, that's not true for at the moment. But for us in our context, we're starting to think, well, we're looking to the other side of this. And, and I guess really the first question ask, and we've already spent some time thinking about this and on and off this year, is, is what have we learnt in the last 18 months? Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 29, a well-known scripture, if you're a Christian, you've been around the Christian world for some time, is, as we know, in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image or the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And then if you just read on, further on into Romans, a little bit, you know, as he comes to the end of that particular stream of argument, he talks about nothing can separate us from the love of God. And, and, and so in all that, you know, that, that verse, some people quote it just as all things, but it's in all things. God works for the good of those who love him. And, and God is working towards each one of us becoming Christ-like. That's the point of the scriptures, is that Jesus, God, God's helping us to become Christ-like in every situation that we find ourselves. I really don't believe, I'm not one of these who believes that everything is the express will of God. I think some things happen that are not God's will for us. But nevertheless, that doesn't mean that in those times that God cannot still work for good in that. There's no wasted opportunity in God, I believe. And, and so during these last 18 months, for each and every one of us, I would suggest, there are ways that God has been working in our lives to help us to learn how to be more like Jesus. He might not have initiated some of the things that have happened. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, I get frustrated. I've got a little bit frustrated with some of the musings that have gone around in the Christian world. Is this from God? Is it a judgment from God? Is it not? You know, and, uh, you know, I, I personally sit on the angle, I don't think it is a judgment from God. But I think it's just something that happens in the, in the way that the world works, you know. Um, but that said, you know, are there things for us to learn? Are there things that God has been working in? I think that there definitely are. And so we might want to ask ourselves questions, you know, what, what have we learned about the world in which we live in this last 18 months? You know, the world in which we live is a connected world, isn't it? I mean, I'm not going to try and answer too many of these questions, just put them out there. But the sorts of things you might want to think about, really, you know, that, that within, within seconds, almost, you know, news travels around the world and, and emotions are stirred and thoughts are generated. You know, we are connected around the world in a way that we never have before. And, and that has helped us in this season to some extent, hasn't it? It's helped us keep connected 
And in terms of our walk with Jesus and how, what does that mean for us? This connect, this consciousness about how connected we are, whether it's through social media or, or other mechanisms, you know. Um, what sort of world do we live in? What are the passions and the things that drive us? What are the things that move us forward? We might want to, what have we learned about the world that we live in? What have we learned about uh, church, being church in the last 18 months? If nothing else, we've learned that we can survive, doesn't it? If anything else, we've learned that, you know, church may have left the building for a while, but we haven't left the planet, have we? <laughs> and the mission that Jesus calls us to hasn't, it hasn't expired. We've still got the Great Commission. We've still got what God has called us to do. And we've discovered that we can find other ways to be what God wants us to be in the world. We've discovered something about us, us about ourselves as, as a church, and that it's not about boxes and buildings. We, we talk that language many times, but we've actually lived it in the last 18 months. And maybe there's some good that can come from that. Well, I think there will be. What have we learned about ourselves in the last 18 months? What have I learned about myself in the last 18 months? I've, I've been chewing that one around this week and thinking, you know, I don't know that I can fully answer that yet, really. Because, you know, in these last 18 months, I've learned some new skills. I've learned that I can do some things I didn't think I could do. I've also learned that I've, I've been really disappointed with myself in certain ways. But I, you know, I don't know if you remember us 18 months or so ago, I, I was saying, you know, maybe in this lockdown and over the next, you know, you can learn some new skills because you'll have some time on your hands. <laughs> and it's got to be honest with you, I didn't do any, many of those new skills because <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time on my hands and, and did find that actually was really pressurized. And, and but also, there's also been some... Great things that have come out of us as well, isn't there? Some things we've done and we've lived and we, and we think, well, actually, you know, we're probably a little bit better than we thought in some areas. And so what have we learned about ourselves? What have you learned about yourself in the last 18 months that you can celebrate? Or what have you learned about yourself in the last 18 months where you think, oh, I could probably shift that a little bit, strengthen that, do a little bit more in that area? What have we learned? And what have we learned about Jesus? Um, one of the things that has really come out for me in this last... Six months or so, at least, as we've been thinking about church, and is that it seems to me people are talking more the language of Jesus than the language of God. You know, we, we live Christianity, not Godianity, don't we? And what we learn about Jesus in the last 18 months, what have you learned about his nature, his character, his involvement, his being with you or not being with you, as you might have experienced or felt sometimes? What have we learned about Jesus and who he is in the last? Lots of thorn things you could perhaps chew around with that. Second group of questions, just thrown out to you that perhaps as we process this changing moment, is, is what are the conversations that have emerged in the last 18 months? Because there have been some really strong conversations that have emerged globally, haven't there? You know, the Black Lives Matter matters, you know, uh, conversation that has emerged. You know, would that have emerged as strongly if we weren't in the global pandemic like we are? But it's a conversation that should continue, that should carry on. You know, when we get a glimpse into eternity in the book of Revelation, one of the things that we see is, on one time, a, a people from every tribe and nation and language worshipping God together. You see, our future is a multi-ethnic future. It's, it, we, are, we are called to be one new nation amongst the nations. God's people should be the least racially divided context on the planet. And sadly, it's not always been that way. And, and we've been able to engage with that conversation, haven't we? And so we should continue with that, I would suggest. It's a conversation that has emerged 
mental health awareness is another conversation that has really emerged in the last 18 months. It's great, I think, that we are more able to talk about that now without shame or you know, prejudice. It's been a good conversation that has emerged, and I hope and pray that we will continue to engage with that in society and in the church world, thinking about how we... We work that out with people and walk their journey with them and, 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 and allow that conversation to not be one of shame. There's other conversations. We've, in church world, we've, we've been talking more about what is true discipleship. What do we really mean about discipleship? How does that work? And those sorts of conversations. There, were, there will be other conversations that you could name, I'm sure, that will be part of. What are some of the things that we've talked about more in the last year that perhaps should continue? But then thirdly, this is the one that I just... I want to think a little bit about is, you know, what is life going to look like moving forward? <laughs> How are we going to step forward from this moment? You know, we are in this country at this time starting to talk a little bit about life beyond the pandemic now, aren't we? We're talking, you know, we, we thought that today we might have been able to be sitting here without our masks on and without a seeing and we thought we'd be able to do that, but we're thinking that's going to be soon, you know. Um, and in our context, in our situation, we're starting to think about what will life look like beyond the pandemic time. And you know, there will be a new normal, but it won't ever be the same again. Um, three thoughts that I just want to just offer to you to frame how I'd like to respond to that question today, if that's okay. First thing, first three thoughts that I just want to put out there is however we look like beyond this time, the Great Commission has not changed. It hasn't changed in the last 18 months, it hasn't changed in the last 2,000 years, and it won't change going forward. When Jesus, one of the last things he said to his disciples was, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, all ethnicities, all people groups, and teach, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. That has not changed. That is still what we're called to do. And whatever we do moving forward, the Great Commission hasn't changed. The, command, the, the new commandment that Jesus gave us equally still applies. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Because love in God and loving one another was part of the Old Testament law. So the concept of loving God and loving one another was not a new one, but loving as Jesus loved. That was a new commandment. And however we walk forward, we must be framing that with that. And, and our future hope still stands. You know, the hope of eternal life, the hope of a new eternity. This world, in all its nastiness and rottenness, is not the end destination. The world won't enfold on itself in some sort of consequence, you know, just of its own doing and volition. There is an end game that God has for us. And that, as a hope, the great Christian hope still stands. And it's something that we move to, towards and something that we say, God, will you bring that forward into the here and now when we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what is the future going to look like as we emerge? Well, there's two thoughts that I want to just put forward to you there. Is that you know, we will all need to recover, but we will all progress differently. Now, what do we mean by that? This week I was listening to um, an interview with a guy called Simon Barrington. Simon Barrington was the um, CEO of Samaritan Purse for a number of years. And Samaritan Purse is um, an international uh, aid organisation that particularly works in, in crisis 
really response, response situation. So, so you know, when there's an earthquake, when there's um, uh, there's a tsunami, whenever, you know, those, those are the guys, one, one, one of the groups that get in there and try and respond in the emergency context. Um, and, 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 and this person was interviewed, and he, he said, this some American said, you know, at the beginning of the lockdown, he said, you know, um, he said, I just started to feel like something was familiar. And he said, just in some of the ways that we were responding, he was saying it was just like the earthquake in Haiti or, or, um, or some of the other places that they responded to crises. Some of the things that were happening, you know, like and, and the, the, the flooding in the supermarkets, people trying to stock up because they're frightened they're not going to have something for tomorrow. You know, loo rolls going out of print, you know. Um, I don't know whether you print loo rolls or make them. But, you know, um, that sort of stuff. And... and, and and, and you're saying, saying that, you know, that, 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 that somehow or another, they're, they're, that, that connected with how we manage crises. And, and his, his comments were that we are living through a crisis and the response to the crisis. And there are three stages in a crisis situation of, that, of this sort of nature. The first is the immediate crisis response, which is where it's just high energy. You know, it's about saving life. It's about, it's about doing all you can to save the other life. It's, it's about building emergency hospitals. It's, it's about getting the vaccination program um, advanced as quickly as possible. Um, it's, it's about, you know, in that moment, it's, 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 it's about just getting to grips with the situation and managing it to restrain the impact of the crisis. And, 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 and it's in that time we are all on, you know, high energy, adrenaline running, we're doing, you know, we're responding. And, and of course, course, you know, the beginning, beginning of COVID, that was a crisis response, you know. We were building hospitals, we were doing all that. And, and it was like, we'd, and, and in the church world, well, you know, within seven, seven days, days, every church in the country goes online. We weren't all new skills, skills. It's like, you know, pumping, 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 pumping away. away. Um, and of course, and then, then when we actually manage the crisis and we start to get to grips with it, said, no, what our natural tendency is one to do is to jump from crisis response to recovery, to rebuilding and... And he said that, 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 that it's all very well, well but, but actually it's not one notes here because what we want to do is jump from, from that, that to, to, to rebuilding. rebuilding. But actually, but actually what, he what he was saying is that, that we do, do that at our peril. peril. The, the idea, idea of just, just jumping, jumping from that, that to start getting on with life because, because there, there has to be a period of reflection. A period in which we... We pause and we come to grips and to terms with the way that we, we, um, um, we managed, managed what we felt. felt. And, if and if we don't, don't do that, that it, will it will happen, happen at some point anyway. anyway. If, if we, we don't, don't take, take a moment to, to, to process ourse- what, what, what was taking place, place internally in ourselves, in ourselves then, then it, it will, will come, come out at a later date. It will come out in a more ugly way. It will come out in a more stress-oriented way. It will come out with anger or breakdown or whatever it may be. It's important that we pause, we reflect. And, and he, 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 what, what he was saying, saying in, in, that, in, that, in that stage, stage at that, that period, reflection is about is, is where, where emotions are high, where we feel pain, where we feel regret, where we feel the trauma of the situation. And, and it's important that, that we don't just bury that, that, that we face it, it and we and work it out and we think about, about it. Um, and, and it's a time in which it's important to be able to tell our stories. You know, the last 18 months, everybody in this room will have a different story. And I would, and I would have to guess, guess if you feel you need to tell it to someone. <laughs> you, know, you know, your, your story, story will be different to my story. You know, you know some, some of us in this room, room is intensely lonely. It's been intensely difficult. 
For others, for others you know, you know, you've been, been rushed, rushed off your feet. feet. People, people have been saying things, things like, like learning new skill, skill and you've been thinking, jump, jump off, off a bus, bus with you. I don't have the energy or the bandwidth for that. I'm fried. You know. It's a time in which it's important to just stop, stop think, think, reconnect, reconnect with others, others and, and to reconnect with God and process Listening to N.T. Wright this week, speaking, speaking about, about how he thinks, thinks three thoughts, thoughts he had about, about how we come, come out, out the other side of this. this. And, and, his and his first, first thought was, was that we needed to lament, to spend, spend some time, time lamenting. And by, and by lamenting, lamenting saying, it's not about just an oh, woe is me. It's about saying... Dreaming of a better future, God, God but, I'm, but I'm going to be honest with you in the process, process of getting it. I'm going to tell, tell you how, how I think this is. I'm going to tell you God how much pain I'm in. I'm going to tell you God that I'm annoyed with you because I didn't, didn't think you were there, there when I really, really needed you. I'm going to tell you God about being honest with God, but dreaming, musing as a way of getting into a more hopeful place, to a more hopeful future. So I think perhaps over the next few months... You know, you know there's, there's something, something in me as a church, church leader, you know, I think, you know, just, just want to get, get up, programs, programs running, run get things happening again, again, do this, do that. Do that. And for and many, many of us who feel like that, you might feel like that, you run a business, you get get things happening again, do this, do that. But your employees, us as a church, you know, whoever you may need to be able to have a space to reflect, to process what we've gone through. So let's over the next few months say, you know, let's make sure we give opportunity to hear one another's stories, to talk to one another. To hear one another, to not just rush through, through this, this moment, moment. To, listen to listen and to and feel, feel we can really listen to. to. And, it's and it's important that we also, in that time, talk, talk to God, God and listen, listen to Him and refresh, refresh that, that sense, sense of relationship, relationship with God. God. I think, I think as well, well that, um, um, but the, the other, other thought, thought with that is, is that, that we will all go through that stage at different speeds. Some, Some of us, the first, the first day that we go, go back, back to a restaurant, put the table, table and we're there, there that, that night. night. <laughs> you know, you we're, know we're out, we're ready, ready to go. go. Others, Others of us, you know, you know not, ready not ready yet for that. that. And, that's and that's fine. fine. That's, that's fine. fine. It's, it's important, important that, that we respect, respect one another in that process, that we act, act with love. love. It's, it's important that the person who's straight out on the door, door is not saying, well, well you know, no, is, is looking judgmentally on those who are, who are not ready to go for that yet, yet. calling call them scared, calling call them like they have a problem. problem. It's important that they judge them, and it's important the other way around that those who choose to still stand back don't judge those. Uh, uh, who, who are, who are to get on, get on go, go out, out, out. You know, we're, no, we're all different, and we, and we should respect, respect and love that. that. The, other the other thought, thought that, that T. Wright shared, shared was that, that this, 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 this next, next phase needs to be dominated by forgiveness. We are going to be disappointed with one another. We're going to be disappointed with ourselves. We're going to feel disappointed with God. It's important that we don't hold on to things that are going to harm us moving forward. A scripture that I'm going to finish with this. Um, um, probably probably long, 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 but he, but he begins, begins by talking, by talking about, about the type of people that they need to be if they, if they want to be Christ-like. Christ-like. He says, I, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I'm not going to talk for ages on that. I'm just going to 
just, just in one sense, just leave that, that with you with a few very quick thoughts. thoughts. I urge, I urge you to live, you to live a life, life worthy of calling you, yourself. be completely humble and gentle, literally humility is lowliness of mind, and, and the word gentleness, gentleness is the same word, word get meekness, you know, it's, you know, it's strange, strange strength, strength. gentleness or meekness is about, about is, is the images, images of a horse, of a horse that, that is tamed, tamed. Yes, yes, strength, strength that submits it, and so, and so, so that we are gentle with one another. That we don't, don't, we don't think, think one, one is better than another. I'm better than you because, because I went out for a meal, or because, or because I'm able to take my mask off in public. public you, know, you, know, you, can. you know, you can. You know, it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's about, about thinking. thinking well, of well one of one another. another. Thinking, thinking the best, best of, each of each other and being, being gentle with each, each other. Being patient. Bearing, bearing one with one another, another in love, bearing with one, one another in love. You know, you know we, can, we can bear, bear with one, one another, but not in love. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just think, well, well, I just put, put up you, you know, the old what's it ever. ever. You know, you, know, you, you can do that. that. <laughs> or you can or you say, can well, say, well, actually, that's, that's not, not enough just for me to tolerate you. I also need to love you. And so I bear with you in love, and we make love our goal, Christ-like love, our goal, when we bear with one another. And we choose to walk into the unity of the Spirit. The church, the church is, is not, not in unity when we're in the same, same room, room together. together. We're in, we're unity, in unity when we step, we step into the unity of God. I'm re- I'm re- really I really want to talk, talk about, about this sometime, sometime in the next few weeks, weeks in the next few months. months. You know, you know unity, unity is not something, something that we build. It's something, something that we step, that we step into. There is, there is a unity, unity in the Spirit of God that we are called to step into. And Paul unwraps the parameters of that for us in Ephesians. You know, but there, but is, there a is a commitment in this, in this phase, phase, I would suggest, to be a commitment to say that we want the unity of the Spirit. And it's not, and it's not defined, defined by presence, presence or place, place, but by, by how, how we position, position ourselves in Christ. In Christ. And if and we are, if we are Christ-like, Christ-like, we find, find, we will find, we'll find that, that unity. So, so I've probably, probably spoken longer than I should really, but I know, you know, some thoughts that just encourage you to think about over the next few weeks. Just have a little chew over. You know, what, you know, what is, is it, it that you've, you've learned, learned or that we've, we've learned in the last, in the last year? year? You know, what, what is it? What are the what conversations, conversations that have emerged, emerged and that you continue to develop? develop? What, what, you know, you know how, how are we going to move forward? forward? How are you going to choose to move forward in this time? What's going to be your, your and, and, you know, in that moving forward, let's manage that well, shall we, as best we can. Let's pray together, shall we? And the guys can lead us again. Just where you're seated, seated or whether you're, you're at home, home where you're lounging, wherever, wherever you are, just, just, just pause, pause for a moment, for a moment. Think, think just a little, just a little bit, bit about how you, how you feel you've managed, you've managed yourself, yourself over the last, over the last 18, 18 months. months. And do you need, do you need to invite, to invite Jesus, Jesus to come, to come into some of those, some of those areas? Maybe, Maybe just, just as you're in a time, time of prayer, prayer, prayer just think, think say to Jesus, Jesus, please, Lord, Lord help me. To pause, to pause and reflect, reflect somehow, somehow or another. To not, to rush, not on. rush on to the rebuild, to the rebuild stage. stage. And maybe you need, maybe to, you need to talk to Jesus, to Jesus about, about that. And maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe there's somebody, there's somebody that, you that, you that you've been, been cross or angry, or angry with, with or judgmental, judgmental towards, towards, and you just and need, you need to let, to that, let go. that go. And choose to love. We love you, love you, God.
Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray together, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our time together this morning, Lord. Lord, before we close this part of our time together, we just want to just take a moment to uh, pray and to ask God for your continuing movement, Lord, in, our, in the world around us, Lord. We continue to pray, God, for things to prevail that will cause us to be able to come to the other side of this pandemic, Lord. Continue to pray that vaccinations will get rolled out with speed. We pray, Lord, that in nations, Lord, around the world, Lord, where vaccinations are still not happening like they do here, Lord, we pray, God, for you to create equality. God, for you to advance them, to move them forward. Pray for wisdom, Lord, in those who make decisions on our behalf. And we pray for those, God, who are still experiencing some of the traumas of this pandemic season. We pray, God, for you to be with them, Lord. Lord, help us to be reflections of you, God, in all that we do. To shine you, God. To be who you've called us to be. We love you, God. So, Lord, bless you. Lord, keep you. And the Lord, make his face to shine on you. Have an awesome week, won't you? And be all that God has for you this week, won't you? Great. It's great for you guys who've been with us online. It's been lovely to be with you. We're going to say goodbye to you now, but uh, God bless you. Have a great week. Let's say goodbye to him, shall we?